Hi, I'm Dr. John Young here at Foundational Health Center in Largo, Florida. And I have two guests with me, Mike and Susan, husband and wife. Uh, you've been married for 300 years? I mean, 47. 47 years. So um, they're both patients of mine. But um, a few years ago now, Mike, you, you're retired, but what, what did you do before retirement? I was a electromechanical engineer. Engineer, oh golly, you're way beyond me, way beyond me. <laughs> so, um, and then you're retired and you're living the retirement life here in Florida and then everything's going great. And then one day, one day, <clears throat> what happened? Well, we went to, uh, we were going to go, go somewhere and I can't remember where but uh, I was wasn't quite ready to go wherever she wanted to go and so I was kind of like that's that's the time I was stroking out actually and I don't remember much of that but uh, I do remember her kind of watch over here and tell me when to come so I can never think of Sue as being upset about anything. Uh, not quite true, but uh. <laughs> so so you're there and you're seeing what's going on. I just thought he was in a mood, and um, and we walked outside and I said, "What's going on? What are you looking for?" And he said, "I don't know." And That's all I could say. so he was just frustrated because he just wasn't nothing was clear. I just thought he was having a mood and I said, okay, let's just sit down and chill out and, and we can go for a walk, you know, just rest for a minute. I fell asleep yeah. for 45 minutes. Yeah. And when I woke up, he gets up and runs to the door and run, opens the door and throws up out on the bushes outside. And when that happened, I'm going, you don't oh remember that. my you don't gosh. Remember that. So then I knew it was something, and I said, I think we need, I need to call an ambulance. And he's, and he's going, no, no. And he sits back down and I go, I am calling an ambulance. And he said, no. And he was really getting upset with me. So I just ran in, grabbed my purse and said, come on, we're going. And uh, he got up and walked out the door and got in the car with me. I grabbed a bag. He was still throwing up. I, I was trying to get him to throw up in the bag. But anyway, I drove him to the hospital, drove him to the wrong hospital, and then they had to transfer him over to the um, hospital that handles stroke victims uh, by ambulance. And so when did they, they diagnose the stroke there at the oh, first yeah, hospital? Right in, yeah, right away. And they did CAT scans and EKGs? Um, they did a few things. We were only at that hospital for about an hour okay. before they transferred him down okay. to the other. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know he seemed to sort of normalize. Seemed like, okay, he's coming out of this. It's not as bad as we thought. Uh, they admitted him the next morning. They gave him the wrong breakfast. He was supposed to have thickened, um, you know, not a regular breakfast. He aspirated pneumonia in both lungs. It just happened like that. Now, do you remember any of that? No. Nope. Still nothing. Nothing. All right. So, so he's in the 
his stroke, they're treating him as a stroke, they're watching him, monitoring him. Right. Um, blood work, EKGs, the ultrasound, all, that. all of that. Everything. And um, now is he, so he's got pneumonia, and what about neurologically? Was it going downhill some more, or what was um, happening? He was um, when he started aspirating, and they had to immediately come in and um, intubate him. Um, then they had to put him in a coma for several days so that he could heal. Um, so that's when it got scary. And then at one point, I was sleeping in the hospital every day, and at one point, I wake up to a technician saying, sir, sir, I need to draw your blood, sir, and couldn't get him to respond. And he said he had been there like 10 minutes trying to wake him up, he couldn't wake him up. So of course that was another panic. They finally got him, you know, to wake up. But, you know, it was just uh, crazy so, in the hospital. Now, was he speaking to you? Did he move all his limbs or make any sense? Once he came out of the coma, he spoke very little. Uh, he would he would respond to me when I would come in, he'd look up and throw me a kiss. And he was doing that with all the nurses, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, he would look up, he would recognize that he knew me, uh -huh. but he didn't, he wouldn't speak my name. He couldn't say what he wanted. If he had to go to the bathroom, he would go into a panic, but he wouldn't, he couldn't tell me what he wanted. Um, so it was bad after he came out of the coma. And matter of fact, the doctor called me into a room to prepare me uh, in case he didn't make it. And I said, you know, I trust in God. Right. And, you know, he knows what the outcome of this is going to be. He's given me peace at this point. I'm prepared to, you know, handle whatever comes my way, but I'm not going to panic and worry about it before it happens. So and God gave you a peace there. Definitely. Definitely. So now how many days has he been in the hospital now? Well, he was in the hospital a total of three weeks, okay. but I'll tell you, once they got him stabilized, once they got him on blood pressure meds and brought his blood pressure down, because that was the thing, his blood pressure had gone up to like 240 something over 140. Right. So it was crazy out of control. And they brought it down, but then he was like lethargic. He was, you know, they brought it way down. And so he was in for three weeks, but it seemed like it was just three weeks of drama and them not really, I mean, doing a lot of tests, taking a lot of blood. They had to put a peg tube in, feeding tube. Did he have trouble swallowing then? And yes, he had trouble swallowing. And even when they released him from the hospital after three weeks, he couldn't swallow. He had weakness on the right side. They didn't call it paralysis. It was weakness. And matter of fact, if I even tried to speak to him from the right side, he wouldn't acknowledge that I was even there didn't recognize, didn't do anything with his right hand. But if I went around to the left side, then, you know, I would talk to him and he would respond. So, um, now do you remember any of those three weeks there? Nope. Nothing. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> After all the kisses she gave you and all yeah. that, nothing. So you left and did you go to rehab or did you go? Right, I had prayed about that also. And I felt God gave me two weeks. Um, that was 
you know, all he was going to need in rehab. And so we, um, we got him in a rehab center and I told them I want intense physical therapy, speech therapy, as much therapy as you can give him. He's only going to be here two weeks and then I'm bringing him home. And I told them I needed him to be able to transfer from a wheelchair to the bed or from the bed to the wheelchair and I would be able to handle him. I took care of his mother for 23 years. I was her caregiver. So I knew I could manage it as long as he could transfer. He was too much for me to lift. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so we got him into the rehab center and they were an amazing team there at the rehab center. So do you remember any of the rehab center? Very little. Uh, matter of fact, there's only a couple few things that I do remember. Yeah. Uh, I remember when we finally got out of there. And I think that was something that I was glad to see that I could move and go to where you know, our house was. Yeah, but he still didn't even know who I was. Yeah. So, oh, make a great movie. Then he went home with this strange woman. Um, yeah, his best friend was there to meet us when we got home and they had decorated for Christmas. It was the week before Christmas. And uh, it wasn't for um, every night before he'd go to bed, he'd say, what happened? And I'd tell him, you had a stroke. And I'd ask him what his name was. He couldn't tell me. Uh, for an, It was another week after you got home, right after Christmas. And uh, all of a sudden, one night, he asked me the question, what happened? And I said, you had a stroke. And he said, I did? That's weird. And I said, yeah. I said, you don't even know your name or my name. He goes, yes, I do. And I said, what's your name? He says, Mike. I said, what's my name? Susie. And he was just, you know, it was like they had explained to me at the hospital that you have swelling on your brain when that happens. And it's slowly going to subside, but it could take six weeks. So it was exactly six weeks when all of a sudden he remembered his name, remembered my name. Now, did he still have weakness on the right side? Um, they had worked with him in the rehab center over those two weeks. They wouldn't even let me go to his left side. They said, oh no, we're going to work on the right, right. side. We're gonna get him using that right hand. We're gonna get him turning and talking to you. And uh, so they did. Most of his speech up to that point when he got out of the rehab was automatic responses. You would say, how you doing? Pretty good. He, he could actually say little things, but it was what you would normally say automatically to someone. Um, now, you then showed up at my office. I did. And so we talked, and I, I you weren't the same guy that I expected. Um, and I, I remember that first visit. It was almost, you didn't say very much. Or if you did, you always looked to my wife like, did I say it right or whatever. Um, and you were very frustrated trying to get words out. Yeah. You're, you had the weakness. <clears throat> and so do you remember coming to see me? At some point, I don't so, know which point. So I don't make that much of an impression on people. She <laughs> So, so, you know, we talked a lot about things we could do and all of that. Um, and so, you take it from there. What? 
Well, how were we helpful to you? Well, the first thing you did, I mean, our first visit in the office, let's, let's try ozone. Um, so we did that and that was very helpful. Uh, we saw a, a change immediately. So we gave uh, ozone, the ozone through the blood. Yes. Yes. And you felt in what way, mentally or movement wise, what did you think um, that was helpful? I, I think it helped in a lot of ways. Uh, he, yeah, he began to sit up straighter. He, his body language changed, uh, more alert, uh, less distracted. Um, but then we also uh, put him on some nootropics at that time. Or was that paracetam? And that was the aniracetam. Aniracetam, uh, yes. Which is no longer available. Right. Now, paracetam has come back. I'll let people it? know. No. Um, the interesting thing is I use paracetam with the nootropics because it helps with the electrical circuitry in the brain, especially with speaking, which you had, because I remember you were really relying on your wife for everything. And so uh, paracetam is a great... Um, is considered a nutraceutical by the FDA, but a drug in Europe. Mm. And so that really does help with the electrical. The ozone gets more oxygen in the okay. brain. So we did that. What else did you, we do that you thought was helpful? Well, we, we, we did that, and that was really beneficial. And then it wasn't, um, he, he had actually, it was two years out from his stroke before you started doing the um, stem cell. And made that available to us and of course we didn't have to think very long about that because you know it had been pretty much baby steps and that was two years so um, we decided to go with the stem cell and that was amazing and even two years out I can't even imagine if it had been available to him you know right away but in what way was it helpful okay I document I journal okay. so I journaled one week out, two weeks out. I started noticing uh, little things like him um, having a conversation like I had asked him the day before he had the stem cell therapy where he was born. I don't know. Um, I think it was the second or third week we were having dinner out and a couple sat down next to us and started a conversation and they were from Michigan. And I said, oh, my husband's from Michigan. And they said, where at? He says, Papa. And I look at him like, where did that come from? You couldn't even tell me that, you know. But that was, it was like week by week different things um, that occurred. Uh, him, uh, one day I wrote down a list. He said, you need to write down all these things that I need to do because I can't remember to do them. So I made him a list and I was going to read it and he takes it out of my hand and starts reading it. He hadn't been able to read anything up to that point. We take a walk in the mall. He's walking through the mall reading J.C. Penney's, um, all the different signs of all the different stores. And it was just, I'm just saying, thank you, Lord. You know, it was, um, my husband was coming back and uh, it was incredible. And, and I remember that. And the other thing, what people don't realize is that when you're using umbilical cord stem cells, they can become bone, cartilage, blood vessels, brain tissue. Mm -hmm. He can become anything. And it was just fun to watch you really mm -hmm. like, instead of all these little baby steps, was getting better and better and better. Okay. Now, 
We also did some emerald. Emerald. What happened there? Okay, the emerald. At first, we thought, oh, I guess it didn't work for him. You know, nothing really happened right away. But one week out, all of a sudden, I start noticing. I know my husband well, and of course, I know what he hasn't done since the stroke. And I'm watching, and uh, he picks up a Swanson catalog and starts looking through it for about 20 minutes. And I'm watching him, thinking, "What is he doing? You know, he hasn't been reading or whatever." And he's going, "Hun, do we need anything from Swanson?" And I go, "Oh, I don't know. You know, look through it and see." But um, that kind of thing. And then he started. Um, I need to do something with the mower. And next thing I know, it he's taken the lawnmower apart and. I'm ordering parts on Amazon and looking up YouTube videos to help him fix it, you know, because he remembered a lot of things, but sometimes he couldn't remember which tool he used. And it's so funny that I remember things like that. I don't know where they came from, but I'm going, oh, I think you need a wrench for that, you know, or you need, <laughs> but together, you know, we've been able to fix all kinds of yeah. things and do all kinds of projects. but. He, up until that point uh, with the Emberl, he didn't take much initiative to to start a project or to, to know that Still. he had to take the garbage out because today's garbage day. And then all of a sudden he started uh, just doing these things and saying, oh, we need to do this. Uh, let's go down and to Home Depot and get this, you know, or whatever. And that was amazing. You know, what I remember about that, and we had a follow-up after the Emberlin, and you kind of said, all right, so I asked how it was going, and I said, and we'd been talking for a while, and the thing I noticed is you never once looked at Sue for a help. It was you and I having a conversation, she's over there, and then you said, well, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if it helped that much. And I'm saying, you're out of your mind. Not once have you looked for your wife to, for the cue to be able to answer anything. It was you and I having a conversation. And I, I mean, you didn't re realize that, but I could see that, and you saw it also, that I could say, now I think this guy is really come back. Yeah. And so I think all of that helps. Unfortunately, you know, in the institutions, they just are not too focused on anything outside the box. Um, where, where, where you were years ago, where you are today, are you 90%, 50%, 100%? I mean, how much do you feel you're back? Well, I would say I'm probably at not 100, but close. Close. Yeah. Your deficits where? Where do you feel the deficits are? The, well, he had vision um, yeah. problems also because of the problems. stroke. He lost a quarter in both eyes. Okay. And his vision, when he's looking with the two eyes, the, what do you call it, the field of vision right. is different in both eyes. So it yeah. kind of gives him a double vision. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's hard to focus. So reading has been the big thing. He would love to be able to get the reading back, but that's something. So still, stuff we got to work on. Yeah, he can read yeah. words, and yeah, there are things to work on. We talked about it the other night, and he said, 
he felt that he was at least 60% back. And, you know, when they were preparing me uh, for him not being here at all, I'll take 60% any day. Well, I think from a guy that was, well, had no idea what was going on, to then really relying on Sue to read or tell me what to say or find the words or whatever, and where, you know, you may be in the room, but you were never in the conversation. Right. I think you've come tremendously long ways. Uh, you know, you don't limp around, you walk, you use right hand, left hand. So we're really pleased. Uh, I think much prayer and work, thinking a little outside the box, but I just want you guys to share, you know, so that, listen, strokes are so common. And I think a lot of people would be just like, well, you know, the neurologist as well, but just sit and watch for six months or whatever. And, you know, there's stuff you can be doing. Yeah. And I think you really proved that there's a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. Stuff. We went to a neurologist for about six months and every visit he'd say, well, how are you doing? You look good. All right, well, we're going to see you again uh, in uh, uh, next, uh, you know, another month or whatever. And we just kept going back, and it was the same thing over again. I thought, they're really doing nothing for him. Why even bother? Uh, we have good insurance, but we're thro throwing you know, money away on this guy. So, And you were the only one that was really doing anything that helped him. So we just uh, we don't really go to other doctors. <laughs> Well, listen, thank you for coming by. I hope this has been uh, kind of an eye-opener, especially to people that have any type of brain injury, strokes, um, that there are a lot of things you can do. It may not be the exact protocol, but if you're willing to go outside the bounds, you may get great rewards. So I look forward to talking to you in our next video as we kind of look at strokes and brain injuries.